We'll start again from the words Vizahu Adam Kiyakov Mikam. Um, paid in, in the copies that you have. Oh, got it. Right by the big base. Vizahu Adam Kiyakov Mikam. Now we could answer the questions which we had in the language of the Pasuk. Kihine. Bechinas Adam, the level of Adam, who kameshikasov. It's like it says in the pasuk, val dmus hakise, dmus kamara Adam. On the image of the throne which Yechezkel saw, there was an image that looked like a man. What's that image that looked like a man? As we discussed yesterday, and also in the first class that we gave, ki beemes. The truth is that Hashem Himself is. Love me call Elen Midas Ihu Klo. Hashem himself is ainsafe, he's infinite. And this that Hashem comes and limits himself, so to speak, to ten spheres in the world of Atsilus, in the process of creation, that ten spheres is Bikinas Adam, it's the level of man. And the objective of those ten spheres, as the Mimer continues and says, Hashem clothes himself in these ten, ten spheres, and they are called the mitzvahs, the spheres which are connected to the mitzvahs, are called the 248 limbs of the king. Because Hashem is there that through these ten spheres and through the mitzvahs which we perform every time we put on tefillin every time we wear tzitzis every time we do a mitzvah of tzedakah and so on and so forth each mitzvah that we do draws godliness through that mitzvah into the world in the same way that my limb draws my nefesh into it. Now, if I was Rahman al-Lutzlan to wear a prosthetic limb, it would not draw my nefesh into it. Why not? Because that limb is not aligned to me. Baruch Hashem, there is those possibilities for people who Rahman al-Lutzlan are injured. And it shouldn't happen anymore, that our enemies should chase us and try to injure us, etc. It should be injuries in other ways. But if a person has that, there is the option of having such a limb. But that limb is still not part of the person. It's something which is attached to the person. And the point that we're saying over here in the Mimer, the important point to realize and appreciate is that our own limbs are part of us because they're perfectly aligned to us. And that's the way Hashem created the world, that the entire world is aligned to Abishter. And the way that it's aligned to Abishter is through these ten spheres which are drawn down through the 248 mitzvahs. That the mitzvahs which we perform are perfectly connected to the whole Seder Shtoslos, to the whole process of creation, in order that through those mitzvahs, 
we should be able to connect to him. We should be able to bring him into our world, into our lives. We should be able to accomplish that there should be godliness here in the world. That's what it means. That the objective of these ten spheres and the 248 mitzvahs, which are called the 248 limbs of the Ebishter, are in order to shine through this to the neshames of Yidin and all of the worlds. Vazai Nikra Kemara Adam. So therefore, this level of Atsilus, where Hashem is limiting himself to ten spheres and higher than Atsilus in the way that it's limited over there, but specifically in the world of Atsilus, where the Eilamis, where the worlds begin, the concealment of Ein Saif and the projection of only ten spheres, which are, again, perfectly aligned to everything else in creation, in order that you should be here, and that Hashem should be able to connect to you through the mitzvahs that you perform. The, the, this level of ten spheres then is called Adam because it's literally a reflection of you. You, here, below, are reflecting the Eivishter above. And therefore, the Eibishter above is called Adam Ha'alyan. Valzanemar Adam Kiyakiv. It's it's an amazing reflection and a very fundamental reflection of Chassidus. This idea that we're not just here. We were perfectly manufactured, just like any other manufacturing process. But specifically, just like everything inside of you is perfectly manufactured to be part of you. And so too, we were perfectly manufactured to be part of the greater body of the world. In, uh, in, in From the very beginning of its creation, of its evolution, so to speak. In other words, in the beginning of its evolution, it's not that we weren't sure, sure where we're going from here, but like I told you yesterday, the analogy, a cook who comes into the kitchen and every every ingredient that they put in and every measurement of that ingredient is in order that there should be the perfect outcome of a delicious meal at the end. And that's also what happened in Hashem's creation of the world. Hashem wanted you, you are the perfect outcome. Exactly. You're perfect. Danish. Now you have to, not the Danish. <laughs> the, the, Danish the Danish is perfectly manufactured. The Danish came about through, um, uh, what's his name's evolution? Big. Uh-huh. Um, the, so, the, the Hashem wanted you. And you, at the end of the day, as a Yid, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, that's what it's all about. So with regard to this, it says in the Pasuk, in the verse, Adam Kiyakriv. Adam Kiyakriv is in the singular and also in the third person. A person who will draw close. So what's this person who will draw close? It's level one in the various levels of arousal from above and arousal from below, which we've discussed. So this is the drawing down of the arousal from above, from this level of Adam HaElyon, 
That means the level of Adam HaAlyayin, that's Eibishter, the way it is in the beginning of the evolutionary process of Seder Hishtal Looks down at me. And he says, Eivei, my Yingala is sleeping. He's busy thinking about the things that he's not supposed to be thinking about. And pursuing things that he's not supposed to pursue, worrying about things that he's not supposed to worry. My yingala, my meishala sleeping. He says, Oyvei, I love my meishala so much. What am I going to do? So the Ebishter says, I'm going to give him a little tickle. That's Adam Kiyakriv. Adam Kiyakriv is when the Ebishter gives us a little tickle. And the Ebishter says, I'm thinking about you, and I want you to wake up so that you can focus on me. Because ultimately, as Chazal teach us, Hakol bidei shamayim chutz miyir shamayim. Everything is in the hands of heaven, except for fear of heaven. Hashem could do everything on his own. There's one thing Hashem can't do on his own. And that's wake up in the morning to go learn chassidus and go daven, etc., that you have to do. That Hashem can't do. He can't make you wake up. He could give you a little tickle, but you have the option to press snooze on that tickle and to turn over and go back to sleep. So Adam Kiyakov is when the Ebishter gives you a tickle and says, Meishela, I'm thinking about you. I love you. And I want you to be close to me. I know I'm Shachas is Arusa de Laila and Chinas Adam Ha'alyin. That is the drawing down of this arousal from above, from the level of Adam Ha'alyin, Lahakriv Lev Adam Shalomatul Hashem, to draw near the heart of the person below Tashem. Ukameshakasav, as it says in the verse, Kamaim Hapanim Lapanim, Kain Lev Adam Adam. And as I told you yesterday, this verse is a verse which is tremendous on a basic psychological level. It's, it's, it's such a deep psychological insight that you should know that the way that you're reacting and the way that you're feeling is the reflection that you're receiving from someone else's behavior. If someone is interacting with you in a specific way, it's a reflection of you, but we're not focusing on that in this mimer. In this moment, we're focusing on the deeper explanation in this verse. And the deeper explanation in this verse is that we're talking about Adam HaAlyin to Adam HaTachdein. We're talking about Hashem to us. That if Hashem looks at us in a specific loving way, as we've described, then we feel that love back. The only problem is we only feel it as a reflection of Hashem, of Hashem's looking at us. And if Hashem says, okay, now I'm going to hide myself and see what you can do. Now I'm going to um, uh, go back and be concealed and see how you're going to react on your own. Now it's time for us to create that love, to build that love from below. And this now the Mimer explains. This is what it means, Kiyakov Mikem, if they will bring from a person who will bring from you a carbon. That again, the grammatically the verse should have said a person from you who will bring a carbon, not a person who will bring from you. 
But what does Mikem mean? Mikem Mamish, from you literally, the Maimir says. That Hashem will be bringing you close to Him. That's the deeper idea in the Parsha, in the subject of Karbanis, of sacrifices. A sacrifice is not about bringing an animal on the Mizbeach and having it consumed in fire. A sacrifice is about us coming closer to Hashem. Therefore it says, It says the word Mikem after it says the word Kiyakiv. And it doesn't say a person from you who will bring. Because if it had written it like that, then you would only be able to see the simple meaning of the verse. However, this verse wanted that there shouldn't only be the simple meaning. Of course, you also have the simple meaning of the verse, but it shouldn't only be conveying the simple meaning, but rather there should be deeper implications in it, layer upon layer of depth inside of this verse. The simple meaning of the verse is that a person below, a physical person, will bring an animal of his to the Mizbeach. When the verse says, it's coming to hint, to the above-mentioned idea that it's talking about Hashem bringing us close. And this is also why it says in the singular, a person who will bring again in the singular, the koi al adam ha'elyin shehu echad, because it's referring to Hashem, who is echad, who is one. Hashem echad. V'achar kach and afterwards, nemar it says in the verse, min ha'behei from the animal, etc. Takrivus karbanchem, you should bring your karbanos. Zehu bechinas ha'karban she'adam shelamata yakif. You don't have that in your nightmare. So afterwards, the verse continues, and the verse says, from the animal, takrivu eskarbanchem. Zehu bechinas hakarbon, shaadam shalamata yakriv. This is the level of carbon that a person below will bring. There's a carbon that a person brings from below. In other words, there's the arousal from above, that's the Adam Kiyakov Mikev. Then there's the arousal from below, That means, don't rely just on what the Eibishter is giving you, is showing you, is bringing you close from above, but you should respond from below as well. And therefore it says, takrivu, takrivu, which is Lashon Rabbim, which is plural. Because now we're not talking about Hashem anymore. Now we're talking about all of you. Meisha and Michal and, and Yasniel and 
David, every single Yid, needs to go and be makriv, respond to what the Ebishter saying. Because it's referring to the Yidin. It's as if the Ebishter is giving us good advice over here in this Pasuk, in this verse. What's the good advice? The good advice is if you feel a tickle, don't let that tickle go to waste. Don't let it be for naught. It's as if it's an eight a good advice from Hashem, blessed be. That immediately when a person is in an Eisratzin, which is being drawn from above, his and arousal to awaken the soul of a person below. Don't wait. Don't waste time. When you feel that tickle, don't just let the tickle wash over you like a wave in the ocean, but use that tickle to rise up and to take full advantage so that you should, with your own energy, change and transform and grow as a result of that tickle. Like the story that I told you, when you have an ace ratzen, don't waste it on an itch. Remember? When you have an ace ratzen, don't waste it. Use it properly. Make sure that immediately you should also arouse yourself in an arousal from below as well. The Hainu, that means to um, bend and to turn over. We're back to this concept of which I'm not going to repeat at length now, to do iskafya nesapcha, which again, in one word, iskafya means to take the reins in your own hand, and nesapcha means to train the animal, that the animal itself wants to do what it's supposed to do, but to do this to the midas of the nefesh of Bahamas. The midas of the nefesh of Bahamas means the chesed, for example, of the nefesh of Bahamas, which is the love of the nefesh of Bahamas, which naturally loves gashmias, oilam hazat, some gazunt, physical things, some gazunt, physical things. It wants to just sleep and eat and v'chulu v'chulu. And this you have to bend and control. And through bending and controlling, eventually you're going to teach the Nefesh Abhamis that it is capable of something so much greater, so much bigger, so much better. And that's going to be the Ishapcha when the Nefesh Abhamis itself will feel its connection to Hashem. That's the idea of you should be makriv, your karbanis. That means that because you're feeling the tickle from Hashem, Bilashan Yachid, now go take that and work with it. Shahu minabahema umnabakar, where do you take your animal from? Minabahema minabakar could come on like we're going to explain later in this mimer that each person, like we learned in Basiligani, each person should recognize his own animal. And bring that animal as a carbon tashem. V'zeu k'meshikasav mashcheni. 
This is like it says in the verse in Shir Hashirim. And in that verse also we have similar um, similar grammatical discrepancies like we do in this verse that we're learning. It says in the verse, Mashcheni, pull me, Acharecha Narutza, we will run after you. Heviani Hamelachadar of the king brought me into his chambers. So Mashcheni is in the singular. Acharecha Narutza is in the plural. And Heviani Hamelachadar of is the, the king brought me into his chambers is once again in the singular. Also, Mashcheni is Pulmi. Acharecha Narutza, we will run after you. Heviani, Hamelchadarv is in the past tense. So the first two parts of this verse are in the future tense, and the last part of the verse is in the past tense. And this is besides, it's not so much of a grammatical discrepancy, but there's the Mashcheni, Pulmi, Acharecha Narutza, we will run after you. So one is coming from outside of me, and the other one is coming from me. And the Mimer explains that this verse is actually the same idea as the verse over here of Adam Kiyakov Mikem. Let's read inside. Perush, meaning, Kasher Tim Shecheni, Bisarusa Dela'ela, when Hashem will pull me. Besarusa de la'ela with an arousal from above. Azai miyad acharecha narutza. Then immediately we will run after you. So what does that mean? Why does it say pull me first in the singular? So it doesn't explain that at length here, but it explains it in other maimarim. That the pull me means the isarusa de la'ela, the arousal from above, and the arousal from above speaks to it speaks only to the godly soul. The arousal from above is Hashem shining godliness. You hear? Meishi, you with me? The arousal from above is Hashem shining godliness. And when Hashem shines godliness, then the godliness which Hashem shines is a godliness. Thank you. When Hashem shines godliness from above, this godliness that Hashem is shining speaks to the godly soul. Because the Nefesh Abahamis understands video games. So if it walked into a room where there was a huge screen with a massive monster running around on the screen that he's able to control, the Nefesh Abahamis relates to that. But if it walks into a room where there's a mimer being played, where there's chassidus being taught, then the Nefesh Bama says, okay, I'm going to sleep, wake me up when chassidus is over. It doesn't relate to it. It doesn't connect to it. That's why we have Danishes by chassidus, by the way. Really. Because this way, you keep the Nefesh Bahamas awake. And you hope that while the Nefesh Bahamas is eating its Danish, and by the way, while it's eating its Danish, it's also quiet because it's busy eating. As is known, the story of the Rebbe Marash, that uh, one time, I'm getting a little bit uh, 
sidetracked over here, but no, the Ebishter should help. That one time there was a couple that came to the Rebbe Marash and asked for a bracha for Shalom Bayis. Apparently, every time the husband would come home at night, they would get into a screaming match every single night. You know what they say, that uh, um, when a husband and wife first get married, they they um, uh, listen to each other. Then, as things develop, um, I'm saying it wrong. As things develop, um, uh, they stop listening to each other. And then, as things develop further, then all the na- they're, they're, first one is talking each one is talking at a time, and they're both listening. Then both are not listening, and then both are talking, and the neighbors are listening. Some, <laughs> something along those lines. But Al Kopanim, they would go in, get, they would get into a screaming match with each other every single night, and they came to the Rebbe Marash for an Eitzah. How are they supposed to bring Shalom Bayis? How are they supposed to bring peace back into the home? And the Rebbe Marash recommended that every night when um, the husband comes home, his wife should greet him with Negelvasser and allow him to wash his hands. And she should take whatever is left over of the Negelvasser and pour it into a cup, make a bracha shahakal, and drink it. Um, Okay, and they did it, and lo and behold, miraculously, there was peace in the home. It was a complete transformation. So they went to the Rabbi Marash, and they told the Rabbi Marash that this was a great miracle that he performed. And the Rabbi Marash said it was not a miracle, it was basic psychology. What happens? Every single night, the husband comes home. Now, his wife, who has been locked up at home with the whiny kids and the mess to deal with, etc., has been feeling pent up and and uh, is on edge because of that. And he, who's been working all day and schlepping and so on, comes home completely exhausted and wiped up, out. And the problem is, that she releases some of her pent-up tension and says a sharp word to him. And he is too exhausted to even think of a diplomatic response and responds in kind, and from there it devolves and ends up to the nightly arguments. Now he comes home and, and to, to, to relax him a little bit, to just make him feel a little bit good. He got some water to wash his hands and wash his face. So he feels a little bit of a welcome and, and a, 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 a rest, a comfort as he's walking into the home. And she, because she's busy drinking the water, she can't say anything. So she doesn't release any of her pent-up tension. And that's how there's peace in the home. Mendel Futterfass used to say, that that's why we say l'chaim by Eferbengen. The reason why we say l'chaim by Eferbengen is because the Nefesh of Bahamas enjoys the l'chaim. And this way, the Nefesh of Bahamas is quiet and it's forced to 
to listen to the words of inspiration, of godliness that are being spoken by the Febrengen. So getting back to the to the Beigels, the the Danishes, the Danishes, my nefesh Abamis doesn't like Lechaim. Getting back to the Danishes by Chesidus class, the objective of the Danishes by Chesidus class is that the nefesh Abamis should stay awake, and through the nefesh Abamis staying awake, hopefully, some words of Chesidus will penetrate it as well. But the bottom line is that the Nefesh HaBahamas itself doesn't speak godlies. It doesn't speak godlies. It speaks Gashmias. It speaks pizza and sushi. It doesn't speak the language of godliness. And it's not able to understand and appreciate the language of godliness. So when godliness is being spoken, mashcheni, it just pulls me in the singular. Who is me in the singular? Nefesh the godly soul. The godly soul is spoken to, is affected by the chsidis, by the pull, by the sarusa delayla, by the arousal from above. But what's supposed to happen next? Acherecha narutza, we will run after you. Who's we? The nefesh kiss, which is excited, which is pulled, which is being drawn by the arousal from above, is supposed to then go grab the nefesh Bahamas, not you. It's supposed to then go grab the nefesh Bahamas, the animal soul, and say, come, let's go. Let's run together. Let's get excited about this. Let's eat danishes and be completely suffused in godliness. That's what the Nefesh Alekis says to the Nefesh Abahamis. Let's run together. Then you have the Vi'ani Amel Chadarev. That's the, the connection that there is between Hashem and the Yidin before the whole process starts. That we already were in Hashem's chambers. The Nefesh Alekis was already part of God. It's a Chelek Alekami Mal Mamish from the very beginning. That's the continuation of the Basak, which also is not being discussed over here in this Maimer. But the Mashcheni, Acharecha Narutza, Pulmi, we will run after you, is the direct reflection of this Pasuk Adam Kiyakiv Mikem, Minabehema, etc. Takrivos Karbanchem. Perush, meaning, Kasher, Tim Shecheni Bisarusa de Leila, when you, Hashem, will pull me with an arousal from above, Azai Miyad Acherecha Narutza, then immediately we will run after you. Avalim lo yis amets lavid avidasai, liver nefeshabahamis. But if you're not going to follow this advice that the Pasuk is giving you, if you're not going to put in the effort to do your Aveda to refine the animal soul, you're not going to you're not going to bring the carbon from the animal as I then even though we you have dr- being drawn the arousal from above to arouse the godly soul. Nevertheless, there will not be a kium, a staying power, or a hasmada, a constancy to this um, arousal, because the arousal will get lost, it will dissipate and disappear.
We were saying uh, earlier in the Mimer, I don't know if this is, uh, we were saying earlier in the Mimer that, it, that things, it's more important for things to start from an Isurus de Losato than receive the Isurus de Leila. So that Isurus de Losato, that, that's 100% correct. But that Isurusa de Lasata itself really has an Isurusa de Leila that gives it a tickle originally. Okay. So that's the step one, two, and three. Then there's step four and five. Four is hinted in this mimer. Five is not discussed in this mimer. Four was the expansion of this. Four, right. Four is after the Isurusa de Lasata. Then you get... Um, so again, step one is Asurusa de Leila. Step two is Asurusa de Lusata. Step three is an additional Asurusa de Leila. Step f- four is an Asurusa de Lusata, which you do in reaction to that additional Asurusa de Leila, the expansion of the vessels, we said, that, that you're expanding the vessels. And step five is an Asurusa de Leila that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a whole new level, which again, is not discussed over here in this mimer. Um in other places, is the reason Dafka has to be five? It's, it's five for I don't know for what. Um, I don't know if it's reflecting five levels of the neshama or the other ideas that you have in five, but it happens to be that there are those five levels which are discussed. Mm-hmm. But in, in over here, we're really focusing on the first three. There is the original arousal from above, which is the tickle, the response which you're supposed to have, which is the Eitzah Teva, is the way that our Mimer put it. The advice that the, pas- the Pasuk is giving you, capitalize on it, use it, take it and run with it. Don't let it disappear. And then the response to that is an arousal from above that you could actually hold on to. An arousal from above that's actually inside of you, that's transforming how would you. you um, how would you... From is that second uh, arousal from above? Like, if the first one's a tickle, what's the, what's the other one? The, the, this, it's, it's a response. But the, I mean, on a, the second one like, is a response. Like it's arbicaly. I don't know. It's an arbicaly. It's a. It's 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 light inside of a vessel. It's something which is yours. The first one is just getting you to act. Oh, you gift. It's it's not so much of a gift. The fifth one is more of a gift. The 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 the, the third one is more of a reward. It's more of a response to what you did. It's more of a payment for what you're doing, for your arousal from below. But it's a payment that you can't achieve on your own. It can only come from above. It can only come from above, but nevertheless, you've earned it through your Aved, as opposed to the fifth. The fifth level is a level which you haven't even earned. Okay? When immediately... When the Adam Ha'alyein tickles you, Yaakov Mikam Karban, he brings you close. The Hainu Kisha Yiyah Isarusa de la'ila la'ayur Isarusa de la'sata. That means when there is an arousal from above to arouse the arousal from below. Azai then, take a fumiyad immediately. Taschilu gamatem lahakrev es you're going to do what the Pasuk is telling you, you're going to have step two, the arousal from below, the work, the effort, again, in the words that we had earlier in the Mimer, Yegiyas Nefesh and Yegiyas Basar, these are very important words, Yegiyas Nefesh and Yegiyas Basar, Yegiyas Nefesh means the physical exertion, or the um, refinement, the plowing, so to speak, of my physicality, to make 
the body receptive to godliness is the same as making a field receptive to a seed that's being planted inside of it. Just like if you want to make a field receptive to the seed inside of the, to, 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 to be receptive to the seed in order that it should be able to grow, you need to break it down. Because if you just leave it, then the seed most likely will not take root. The same is true also with the body. If you want godliness to take root inside of the body, you need to break it down. You need to have the Igiyas Basar. And together with the Igiyas Basar, you also need Igiyas Nefesh. And again, Igiyas Nefesh Mesha means learning a lot of Hasidis. Igiyas Nefesh means that you are Mesif, or you bring more light. You do a lot of mitzvahs. You learn a lot of Torah. You connect to a lot of godliness. You put yourself in many godly and holy situations. That's the Igiyas Nefesh, the exertion of the soul. And when you have the Igiyas Nefesh and Igiyas Basar, then you have the and then you'll be able to hold on to. Now, when it says hold on to, a little bit, it's it's it like it, it goes a, a little bit back and forth in this mimer because a little bit it means holding on to step one, but really it means step three that the response to your Aveda is something which is going to become yours. So it's both directions, backwards and forwards, what you're receiving already and what you're going to receive, but both are true, that you're able to hold on to the ur, the light that you're receiving from above, and that ur is able to become a part of you. We'll stop over here for today. Um, Hopefully this part of the mimer is clear.